Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss this is the ocean protect podcast talking about the issues that face our oceans and what we can do about it presented by ocean protect committed to change bradley jeremy who would have thought mate over ten thousand listens to you and i <laughs> Look, it's not really exceeded our expectations, hasn't it? Like we, we started this thing on a on a women of prayer, thinking maybe our mums might listen to us. Helen Candy, shout out. Yeah, but look, what twenty something episodes in, we've had over ten thousand listeners now. Is this what you expected, <laughs> mate? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know when we got into it. It was more, you know, let's just give it a go. But I guess the as we've gone on, we've obviously got a lot better at interviewing people. I'd hate debatable, to debate. <laughs> very debatable. No, it's just the comments from from people that you wouldn't expect. Go, hey, I listened to your podcast. It was it was really great, really insightful. That type of stuff really gets me going. I'm like, hey. yeah. Look, I think from my mind, I always in this whole podcast meme. And let's face it, there's a lot of people that do podcasts. I looked at it and thought, there's no one doing what we want to talk about. Like the whole idea of ocean plastic pollution issues facing our ocean, uh, but no one was talking about, for my mind, the key pressures on ocean health, and particularly in relation to plastic pollution. And for my mind, we've actually, I guess, done a decent job of actually raising awareness and public attention, at least to our listeners, around stormwater pollution. Like a lot of people have come to me and they said, I'll give you one example. One of my mates, uh, shout out to Matt Grills, uh, the tattooed runner in Bagara, and ba- ba- Bagara is home to the Monrepo turtle nookery, which is one of the greatest turtle nookeries in the southern hemisphere. A whole bunch of uh, leatherback turtles, I think, lay their eggs, um, etc. And he's really passionate about environmental awareness and ocean, uh, uh, I guess, protection, but had no idea about stormwater pollution. Never really joined the dots in relation to the issue of ocean plastic and where it's coming from, and particularly stormwater. Mate, Cody Shepard, shout out to uh, Cody who uh, reached out via LinkedIn yesterday. I quote, I'm very passionate about sustainability and the environment and love listening to the Ocean Protect podcast. I learn a lot from it. I'm becoming further educated and making changes in my everyday life to have less impact on the environment. Cody, I mean, that type of stuff is is just, you know, really, really, really gets us going. And I guess this is the point of, of just having a little bit of a chat and rather having a guest on is to go, you know, a bit of a recap. I mean, we started with you and I having a chat and I think our first guest was Jim Lenhart. Well, Jim was episode three, and we had Daryl as episode. Oh, Daryl Blatchley Darryl was Blatchley, number two. That's right, the old whale man. Who, so, who, 
Dale, obviously incredible story. Like we saw, this is one of these examples where we hear about these new stories. This is Daryl who, who did an necropsy of a, of a deceased juvenile whale in the Philippines. He found this whale washed up on the beach, 5.7 metre long whale, and he found 40 kilograms of plastic in this whale. And we saw that as a news article and thought, geez, that's interesting. Wouldn't it be great to have a more in-depth discussion with him? Reached out to him and lo and behold, a few hours later, we were talking to him on our podcast. Yeah, that's right. We're in Brisbane. Fantastic. Really. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, yeah, no, so no. So that was episode number two. How long ago was that? Three months ago. Oh, we, no, this, that was in March. That was, uh, uh, sorry, we released our first episodes in late March. Wow. Yeah. We're spending so, a lot of time together, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and on that, one of the things that we want to do is uh, with ACAST, shout out to them, lovely guys here in Sydney, we can actually see where our listeners are from. So, Look, majority are from uh, Australia, but uh, what we'd like to do is reach out to whoever's listening to us around the world, and we want to connect with you, whether that's you want to have a chat on the podcast, whether you want us to talk about some local issues. Like, for instance, we've had uh, in Indo, there's, you know, 70-odd listens out of Indo. Thailand, 52. Vietnam, or there's only, oh, Laos, Laos. Seven people, seven listens. I mean, I don't know who's listening to us in, in China. Twelve. Yep. What have we got here? Four in Peru. Peru. Uh, four in Estonia. It's remarkable. Obviously, the majority of our listeners, are like we, for example, we have seventy percent of our listeners out of Australia. About twelve percent from the US. Three and a half percent from New Zealand. And Spain is actually our fourth highest. What? Espanol. Yeah. yeah. And then Canada with uh, in 41 listens. So it's, it's obviously we're got Sweet, a lot of- Sweden, 21. <laughs> Norway, 25. What are we? United Kingdom, 218. Yeah. 917 out of the States. Thank you, Jim. You've listened to us uh, 917 times. But in all seriousness, we want to hear from you guys. You know, Brad and I think we know what we're doing, but we don't. Um, we don't. And, and look, we want to reach out and either talk to you if you want us to investigate an issue on uh, in your country, if you want to talk about something, or if you want us to interview someone or talk about something. So please reach out. My email address is Jeremy B, J-E-R-E-M-Y, B for Brown, at O. Oceanprotect.com.au, you know, drop us a line, say, you know, whatever. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. But uh, we've really been blessed by the quality of our guests, haven't we? Like you look at the, the lineup, like Daryl was an incredible story, 40 kilograms. Yeah, blown, of, blown away by him. That was engrossing. Well, actually been blown away by every yeah. person. And then like- Who, Who's your favourite? It's like saying who's your favourite kid. Oh, no, come on, you've always got one. Uh, look, I, for, for my mind, the big standout was Nicholas Brenner's. He was a, yeah, uh, our youngest yeah, yeah. guest, I think he's 23 or 24 years old, and he's just done a- Mr. A, PFAS. Yeah, just done some research around the waterways of Brisbane, looking at PFAS and microplastics, and that was really incredible conversation. Like, it was just so interesting highlighting the magnitude of, of a problem and what we can physically do about it as well. That was really, for my mind, in, really interesting. Yeah, no, he, he was. I mean, I think we actually did three episodes. Yeah, was three it? parts because we we thought we we like like we you say we don't know what we're doing. We we kind of don't. We kind of wing it. We do wing it. And with Nicholas, we sort of just rocked up and went. Let's just talk. Oh, that's right. That was in uh, the hotel room. Yeah, wasn't? yeah, the Calisle Hotel. We spoke to him and hashtag we, to them. Yeah, and we just went. Okay, let's talk for half an hour. 
but let's keep talking. Let's yeah, do another one. Yeah, he was just one. so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, well, Jim Leonhart, and he's never oh. he's never listened to his own episode. He's Pepe's <laughs> afraid, but so, um, that was really insightful, yeah. especially about the fish. Going, yeah. I mean, talking about like the water quality impacts on fish brain function. So basically, pollution in the waterways causing fish to essentially become more stupid. And my big concern was, gee whiz, if it's making fish stupid, what's it doing to us? Well, you don't eat fish, no. No. <laughs> and look, that's a, that's a great segue. And I know you love segues. What we found really interesting. So obviously we've, we've, we have all these incredible guests talking about ocean pollution and climate change and, and marine biology, et cetera. But what we've actually found our listeners love is actually the antagonism between, and I guess the banter between Jeremy well, and Well, that's I. what you think. <laughs> I know they love no. it. So there's a <laughs> lot. And well, Jeremy again. loves bringing up the fact that I'm vegan. Because you're, you're an angry vegan. Am I an angry vegan? Well, you, well, look, when you're off the bloody podcast, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Well, I still, I still maintain. I, I find it, from my perspective, I, I find it hard to disconnect myself as an environmental professional and someone who then makes their own choices in their own day-to-day life. And from my mind, the biggest way I for, can – For sure, yeah. but – you know, go about it the right way, mate. I think I am going about it the right way. What? What? Being angry? No. The, I've, I've, angry. I've, I've told He's you before. Angry. <laughs> no, honestly. <laughs> the, the most effective way I've found of actually, if you want to say that we use the word conversion of people to veganism, or at least encourage people to reduce their uh, meat intake, is to essentially not do anything at all, except just live my own life, particularly in the sport of uh, triathlon, whereas I obviously compete and, and I do reasonably well. And, and people go, well, what's he doing differently? And to be honest, the only thing I'm doing differently generally is eating a whole food plant-based diet. Look, look, this is a podcast so no one else will hear. Um, (laughs) No, yeah, you've changed the way I think about it, in all fairness. I mean, I'm I'm actually being truthful. It it is an awareness thing. Totally. Whilst I'm still, you know, eating meat, am I eating far less meat? Yes. Are we having vegetarian nights? Yes. And I encourage everybody to to really think about it. Like Brad, for instance – uh, he did a talk on Sunday at a cafe and there's sort of 20 people rock up about veganism mm. and only two of them were vegans and, mm. were, and the rest were people that are just purely interested. Yeah, I think that's the big thing about a lot of environmental issues. A lot of people are actually quite curious. They want to do the right thing but they often don't know what the right thing is or also how to even go about it. Like like I was one of the talkers about this veganism 101 event but I was talking about the environmental issues of animal agriculture but there was also uh, two other people talking about essentially the, the logistics of eating a plant-based lifestyle you know how to ha- as a family of four kids or whatever how do you go about feeding your kids so that was one of the, one of the speakers another lady was talking about sort of other sort of lifestyle changes you might want to consider but that from my mind is the big thing we're trying to do with this podcast we're not necessarily going out and p- picking up litter or, or, or cleaning up our oceans with a big scoop or anything like that. What we're doing is raising awareness. We're building connectivity between a problem and potential solutions. And particularly from a listener's perspective, what can those listeners do in their own day-to-day life to actually mitigate the, the, the problem of, of, you know, of, I guess, ocean pollution and what they can physically do about it in their own life, not just waiting on some political leader to make a decision 50 years down the track, but what can they do now to drive change in their house, in their local community uh, and beyond? Yeah. So in that regard, it's, it's, I think we've been – like we look at numbers, like we look at 10,000 numbers and that's great, uh, but I think for my mind it's like anecdotal evidence, the, the conversations we have at various conferences, community events, yeah, yeah, LinkedIn, yeah. emails, etc. The feedback we're getting is really 
I don't know about you, but wind in our sails. It's well, well, fantastic. Well, sorry, I've had a little bit of hate mail from some angry <laughs> vegans. That's about it. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, look, I'm just going back through. Like Ace Buckin, we, we uh, went up and uh, he kindly invited us into his house, sat around his kitchen table, had a good old yak with him. I was actually too shy with Ace to tell him to um, talk into the microphone because <laughs> you're sitting there, you're a bit, a bit starstruck and like you keep going away from the microphone like that. And, and, and I just thought I should have just gone, Ace, put your bloody mouth to the microphone, but I didn't. Anyway, starstruck. Lisa Dix, remember her? Oh, she was star. awesome. She has been our highest rating episode of, of all time. Like she's, she's the National Marine Debris Campaign Coordinator for Sea Shepherd Australia and what an incredible story. It like, was, yeah. mate. But, you know, about all the beach cleanups that she does over, they do one a day. Is yeah, one every three days across Australia, by memory. Yeah, you they're know. doing a wonderful job. So ocean plastic is one of their three sort of key focus areas for the Sea Shepherd Australia, and they're doing a great job. And, and in the not-too-distant future, we're going to have another Sea Shepherd Australia representative coming on as well. Benny Boy. Ben, superstar. Panel Eric. So Got again. your name right for the first time ever. <laughs> Mate, so, that was down the hole with uh, Benny Boy. That was that was a good chat. He was a really, really good conversationalist. Yeah, I could, for my mind, the big thing that stood out in Ben's conversation was he was an environmental scientist, yeah, yeah, yeah. real passionate about the environment, studied a degree in environmental science, wanted to pursue a degree in terms of environmental conservation, had no background in stormwater pollution, had no idea about the problem until he stuck his head down in a, a stormwater treatment asset, like a growth pollutant trap, and saw the pollution. And that's changed his course of life. Completely. He's now, um, I think he's, he's pulled back from the Yeah, study he's working part-time. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah so he's studying solution part-time. Or asset yeah. Log. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a really great, Chess. And I guess from from my perspective, and I guess from the layman's perspective, is that you don't hear that too often. How often have you heard a stormwater professional talk in a in a readily accessible forum? It's one thing to go to a conference. It's another thing to actually hear them talk about on the radio or on a podcast. And like, whilst we have our own podcast, you've actually done many many radio interviews and, and TV sort of interviews over the last six months as well. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's been a it's been a funky ride, that's for sure. I mean when we when we decided to change our, our our company focus to go away from just stormwater, um, we were known as Stormwater 360 and now we're Ocean Protect. Yeah, sure, we've, we've, we've pumped a lot of money, um, eye-watering amount of money into this, but it's really paying off, not from a business point of view. We, we haven't increased our turnover at all. Have we spent a hell of a lot? For sure. But what we've done is we've really raised awareness. And you know, as Brad just said, you know, radio interviews, TV interviews, um, it's all part of it. And, and we're actually starting to get a bit, a bit of momentum. So much so last week, um, Jerome Luxell and, and uh, the councillors at the City of Ride, uh, the first council in Australia to pass a zero litter to ocean effectively or zero litter to river um, uh, by 2030. So that council wants to basically stop anything over a gross pollutant, gross pollutants, anything from a cigarette butt up in size and effectively to have a zero discharge of that to the river by 2030. That is incredible. From like, a bunch of nuffies. <laughs> like, and I'm talking about you and me. <laughs> like that. So kudos to, Ride, to the city of Ride. So they have agreed to, by 2030, nothing bigger than a cigarette I just button. said that, Brad. Yeah, I'm just recapping because I find it incredible that nothing bigger than a cigarette butt will discharge to any waterway in Ride by 2030. And that has come out, I guess that sort of follows on from an initiative that uh, we drove at the start of the year. We talked about well, we need a big goal for everyone to get on board. What is what is, what is a, 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 a suitable target that Australia can work towards to appropriately protect our oceans and waterways? And we coined this term of zero litter to ocean. Well, well, yeah, but 
Well, we did actually. Wait, that was us. <laughs> yeah, but but also that came also that was also in part inspired by by, by conversation we yeah. had on this podcast yeah. in episode number two with Jim Lenhart. Yeah, he talked California. about yeah California how they've got these total maximum daily load targets. Do you know what? Just pros that anyone can do anything. Totally. Get a haircut. Anyway, <laughs> so we're on to, just to recap though, back to uh, Dr. Annika Dean. That blew my mind, that one. Yeah. You know, like she spoke really well and just we're in a lot of trouble. You know, like you think about climate change and oh, getting a bit warmer and what it does and moving the Arctic air and, geez, that blew my mind, that one. Yeah, it is scary. Like I, I guess the big thing from my mind, and I never forget, I was actually had my parents in the car when we were listening to this podcast episode, and there was dad in the in the back seat said, "Yeah, but is climate change really a thing?" And instantly, Annika Dean came on and said, "Climate change is definitely a thing, and these are the reasons why." It's one thing for Jeremy and I to sort of talk about various environmental issues, but this is a, a very very well credentialed PhD in in climate science talking unequivocally saying there is undoubted evidence anthropogenic climate change is a, is a key I, I, thing. I, do you know what the podcast? I know what that means. I still can't <laughs> say it. Anthropogenic. Anthropogenic. No. Anthropogenic. Anthropogenic. Yep. I learned that from Laura Wells. That means human cause. But anyway, we all learn stuff. Zero, zero discharge to litter. Um, Michael Kenneth Wicks. Well, that, again, that was a conversation we had. This is a conversation we had Michael Wicks from Ocean Protect about a zero littered ocean target. This was before uh, the city of Ryde actually agreed oh, to right. this target. That was May 13. So we released that in May, two or three months before Ryde actually committed to this target. So in that, in that conversation with Michael, that was hypothetical conversations. We need to work towards this zero litter ocean target. And lo and behold, a few months later, the city well, of Ryde- Well, hold on. Lo and behold, Brad, how many emails have we sent out? I mean, yeah. a, a punishing amount of emails. <laughs> two and, like, and a half thousand. But, you know, if you, if you do it, just for everyone listening, it's not like you give it to a programmer- and, you know, it just sends it off. You individually have to go, uh, send, uh, send, dear uh, Brent, send, dear, dear Bob, you know, dear it was Barry, dear Julie. Painful. Yeah. But anyway, we got some action out of it. Gee, the man himself, Mr. Tim Silverwood. Well, this is this is the thing I think we've, I think, in my humble opinion, we've done very well. We've you're obviously not, raised you're awareness. Humble. You're not humble. We've raised awareness. But I, I, feel, I don't know about you, Jeremy. I, I feel as though we're building this web of collaboration around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I've obviously had a really good conversation with Tim. We've sort of talked about since that conversation about how we can sort of work collaboratively more together. And also following on from Tim's conversation, we, we spoke with uh, the, 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 the oh. Claire and Rachel from Tomra. Who are achieving fantastic things? By the way, I've got an email clear back because apparently she's leaving Tomra. Yeah, she's she's gone. She, look, this is a bit of an update. This is a bit of a scoop. Heard it here first. Claire has actually decided to go back to study a, I think, a master's or a PhD in primate research well, in the UK. Well, so Claire, I haven't emailed you, emailed you back to say goodbye, but I'm saying goodbye to you now. So it's been <laughs> a real pleasure to, talking poop with you on our podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they were amazing. And, um, but this is something like whilst we have this goal of zero littered ocean, obviously we recognise that we're only – like stormwater treatment assets are only part of the solution. Oh, it involves yeah. a huge array of stakeholders and collaborators. And that's, I feel as though we're sort of somehow getting something like that building around us. And you've talked about this this um, board. Board, we've got Ocean three Protect. people. Yeah. Who, we've got Tim, Ace and Laura. Obviously me, you don't make the car. <laughs> <laughs> I might ask Helen and Candy to come on. <laughs> But no, I mean, that is starting to get some traction, so watch this space. I mean, we it's one thing to say, I want to start a charity, um, and then the other thing is, I want to make a real difference. Um, so we're very close, and soon, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll announce what what we're doing, but 
put it this way, it involves actually going out and making a difference globally. Uh, and we think we've got a chance. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Moving on, Dr. Duan March. Superstar. Superstar. Bloody legend. Yeah, that was a, it was a good time I spent up there with Duan and uh, the guys from Channel 9, bit of a TV sort of thing. Mate, what an interesting guy. Mm, super smart. They do great work. One of my friends, uh, Megan. Who oh, she met. wants a job. Dwan, uh, yeah, Dr. Tuan. <laughs> Megan's applied and you've denied her. Okay. <laughs> Megan's a very qualified vet nurse and is super keen to work at that Dwan's. Uh, yeah, and Dwan knocked her back. <laughs> so, well, temporarily. There might be a job opportunity coming up for Megan in the not too distant future. Yes, Dwan. <laughs> Dwan. But yeah, look, Megan went down there as, as did about 30 or 40 different volunteers uh, just learning about how to rescue sea turtles and, and uh, I guess help the uh, the, um, the Sea Turtle Rescue Foundation in that regard. And look, they just do incredible work. It's so good to see individuals so passionate and so intelligent and hardworking working towards something really, really worthwhile. And you had the good fortune, Jeremy, of actually releasing one of the uh, the sea turtles uh, when you were up there, when you were down there. Yeah, that was very humbling, I have to admit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I actually got a bit teary, to be honest. <laughs> you got a bit teary? Well, it's, you know, the little fellow was probably 20 years old. Yeah. And to understand these turtles, like, they start off as little hatchlings and they've got to, like, somehow get down the beach and then they go off and they go offshore to, like, till they get these currents that take them from the coast of Australia down the bottom of New Zealand and all the way over to South America, where they stay there for 10 or 15 years, and then they come back to the same beach, have a shag, <laughs> and it's like, how do you know what beach to come back to? It's just extraordinary. Anyway, Dwan March. Talking of big swims, Talk. one of our big, one of our I guess was Trent Grimsey, who was the English Channel World record holder. I think for my mind, like what an incredible story, but oh, it just shows okay. you. Yeah, he was... <laughs> If you want to achieve anything, sometimes you just got to put your head down. Yeah, eat Maccas and go for it. <laughs> wow, that was a great story. It was. It was. It, Rebecca. Rebecca Prince-Willis. I mean, what a superstar. Started nine years ago with 40 people. Yeah, and actually after our episode, we actually got the numbers around how many people actually did Plastic Two, Free July. 288 million people. Isn't that incredible? Someone, who, this has started from uh, Rebecca who started nine years ago just on her own doing something about reducing her own personal plastic usage and started this Plastic Free Foundation, which is responsible for Plastic Free July. And like Jeremy indicated, some 288 million people did this worldwide uh, this year. Incredible. Uh, oh, hey, look, mate. It's, um, yeah, that was an inspiring one. Joe Taranto. 
Yeah, look, for my mind, the big message from uh, from Joe's talk that I took on board was, I guess, keeping environmental solutions positive. Like, I think we can talk about the doom and gloom of, of various environmental issues, such as deforestation and plastic pollution, but I think the Parramatta River Catchment Trust have done a really good job of actually focusing on the positive aspects of working towards something really worthwhile, and their big goal is to make the Parramatta River swimmable by 2025. Lofty goal, but do you know what? What happens when you set lofty goals? You put your head down, your ass up, and you achieve them. Yeah, for sure. Katie DeFron. Yeah, look, like that was an incredible chat. We sat on the edge of Sydney Harbour and talked about what lies beneath the water of Sydney Harbour. And who better than to talk talk about that than Katie DeFron, who literally does research day in, day out about yeah, this. Yeah, that was pretty cool, man. And, and Jesus, it's just amazing to see this set up there. Oh. Uh, like for a couple of bloody nerds like Brad and I, you've got boats, you've got labs, you know. But the big thing from my mind, the big sort of shell shocker was there was two things. There was the fact that we've got these dead, dead zones, zones yeah, dead in zone, Sydney Harbour. Dead zones. Oh, hey, I can't just can we, sorry, guys. We just never get to use our sound effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not not entirely sure how appropriate those sound no. effects were about dead zones. But the big thing, like they, they, they're literally picking up all the the, the taking samples sediment. of the sediment. Oh, what was Harbour, it? Was and finding it nothing. A, no, half a cup. There was sixty pieces, 60 of, pieces of, of plastic and plastic. half a cup of sediment. That so half a cup of sediment. Yeah, sixty pieces of plaster. Yeah, in our most wow. iconic waterway on the planet. That's something we should all be ashamed of. <laughs> Had Laura Wells on the shelf. Yeah, well, look, Laura, you haven't actually come back to us. Like 86,000 <laughs> people on your Instagram and all asking for a little bit of a plug, you know. <laughs> so we're, yeah, so <laughs> we're going to shame you on this. Come on, Laura. So I, mean, we're, we're, <laughs> no, I was really impressed. I mean, yeah. super, super smart girl. She's got a degree in marine science and a degree in marine biology, marine and, biology law. and law. Mm. She's super attractive. She's a model like – she was just amazing. Yeah, man. super. Spoke really well and just doing some really cool things like using her, I guess, platform as a model, as a presenter to raise awareness of, about various environmental issues and, you know, hats off to her. Does a great job. And the last one, well, the last one that's been released is, mate, this guy, <laughs> Murray Powell, he, oh, he gets very excited talking <laughs> about stormwater. Actually, we've got this, um, if anyone wants to write in, uh, again, B at oceanprotect.com.au. We've got the wickedest video clip of Murray dancing <laughs> that you sent to us. So, Murray, I'm sorry. We're, we're not going to put it up on the internet just yet. But if anyone specifically writes into us, we certainly will. So, so we should clarify, one of his staff Hugh, uh, Hugh. sent us, you know, by – for whatever reason, sent us a, a video footage of Murray dancing yeah. at, I think, at an office Christmas party. It's, it's it's the type of thing that if we put it out as a meme, like, <laughs> how happy are you, it's Friday or something, it would, it would honestly go viral. I mean, it's... it's uh, spectac- I mean, look, ta- ta- having said that, hats off to Murray, he's got some moves. Oh, he does have some moves, mate. That's, <laughs> for, you know, coming from you and I, that's a p- pretty big compliment, really. So that's a recap, Jeremy. So what's next? Mate, I want to keep keep searching for our international guests. Uh, and, and obviously our guests here in Australia, you know, like we want to talk about local issues. We want to put people on the spot. We want to really understand what's going on in your local community. So, again, Jeremy B, J-E-R-E-M-Y, B for Brown, at 
oceanprotect.com.au. Send in anything. You know, if you want us to talk about um, your local issues, if you want us to talk about climate change, if you want us to try and get a politician on board, anything, give us give us some suggestions. Or if you want to ring up and have a chat, we'd yeah. love to talk to you. Why not? And so, like, we really want to engage with you guys and um, send in your suggestions. Look, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful of what we're doing. We're getting um, some great guests coming up. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm just really enjoying it, Brad. But also from an ocean protect perspective, like I th- I feel as though like this is obviously one uh, element of our sort of advocacy and education campaign, and it it is a, actually really I, I, I found it actually a really effective medium. It's a really effective way to actually reach a very wide audience fairly cost effectively and efficiently. Um, but I guess from my mind, it's also sort of enables us to, to be honest it gives us a great excuse to talk to a whole bunch of interesting people like really passionate people who are currently involved in protecting our oceans and waterways and you know sharing success stories you know we can get caught up in the bit of the uh, the bad news of various environmental issues but gee whiz there's some amazing people doing some incredible work you know day in day out whether they be professionals or volunteers but having said that, there is still room for improvement. What do you mean? There is still room for improvement in terms of how we protect our waterways. Oh, and I oceans. thought about talking about improving <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> that that's a given. <laughs> and actually, what you know, you're right. And and it's it's actually the more and more we get into this, and the more and more we go out and talk to people. Gee, the left, the left foot doesn't know what the right foot's doing sometimes, mm. and and you know. Uh, you know, do you know what? The best um, phrase I've heard uh, was from Laura, environmental depression, mm. and, and really put that word into to perspective for me because we, I get it, you get it. I just, I just thought I was having a bad day. But sometimes, you know, like Brad and I have got our day jobs. We do this in our spare time. But some days you wake up and you have a bad day and someone's making stupid decisions mm. and you're like, oh, God. Is this world ever going to wake up? We've got hurricanes, we've got bushfires going on, we've got presidents doing wacky stuff, we've got, you know, prime ministers ignoring stuff. You know, it's sometimes it's a bit overwhelming, but then when you, you know, you get a little win, you're like, yeah, back up there. Yeah, I think it's important to share those success stories as well. But, I but think also failures. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But And you learn from your failures and you pick yourself up and move on. But I also think we're, we're all singing from the same hymn sheet as well. Like no one is advocating for more pollution in our oceans and, and waterways. And like you, you were saying the other day how you heard Scott Morrison, who is our Prime Minister of Australia. Yep. Australia coming for you, buddy. Yeah, he was on TV saying he wants to stop the flow of plastic in our oceans. Exactly. But, but to achieve that, we need to basically lift our game. We need to work collaboratively. We need to uh, address – I have a really good understanding of the cause of the problem, which I think we're growing in our awareness and understanding in that regard and, and sharing and data and collaborating more. But also, to be honest, it needs more resources, it needs more collaboration, and, and I think it's one of those things we can actually achieve. Well, yeah, and uh, again, going out to our listeners, what we really do need, because we thought that obviously, uh, well, sorry, our, our uh, financial arrangement is such that we give any money we make from this podcast, we give to charities. Well, we haven't got enough listen- listeners to make any money, basically. <laughs> so what we need from you guys, why are you laughing? It's not funny. <laughs> hurt my feelings. What we need from you guys is to share this podcast with as many people as you can. Tell people about it. Get them onto it. It's a really great cause. Any money we do raise goes to our five charities, Australian Association 
For environmental education. For environmental education. A2E2. A2E2. Take three for the C, C Turtle Foundation, Australian Seabed Rescue and Pacific Free July. So we haven't really given them anything yet because we haven't made any money. So number one, please share this with people if you want to. If you don't want to, don't. But, you know, (laughs) please get it out there. Another highlight, I guess, um, for me is the fact that Brad and I have signed up to this Barley Hope um, <laughs> run on December the 12th. Um, Barley Hope swim run. Swim run. Yeah, I forgot about the swim part of it. Uh, essentially, as you know, Brad is a ultra triathlete fit bugger. Um, hmm, I'm probably the opposite of that. But anyway, for a good cause, we've signed up and we on December the 12th are doing a, a swim run event in Bali to raise um, well, welcome funds for Noosa Labong and half the money goes to infrastructure, the other half goes into educational purposes. Basically, we need some help, guys. Um, I obviously need some help and training, which I'll start, but uh, we, we're fundraising for it. Do you know what the, the, the yeah, Facebook so page look, is? There'll be a link on our in our show notes in relation to if people want to actually give money to the, the charity that we're actually raising money for, which is the Bali Children Foundation and, and the Bali Swim Hope Charities. Uh, so they can basically just Google Everyday Hero Jeremy and Brad Swim. Everyday uh, Hero. Did you write that? <laughs> no, that's, that's the charity fund page, oh, the fundraising. So basically if you, if, you, if you Google though, Jeremy and Brad take on Bali Swim Run 2019, you'll find us. But it's also in our show notes. So if you want to ch- throw some cash that way, please do. Yeah, yeah, please do. It's for it's for, for an amazing cause. Um, look, a couple of things. Obviously, Brad's trying to get me to, to wax my whole body. Now, if, <laughs> if people specifically donate to see me getting waxed, I'll do it. But I need some serious coin, okay? <laughs> and I'm not doing my private areas. They are private for me. So oh, unless someone wants to give me 10 grand to do it, and then I'll do it. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> um, well, mate, um, look, I just want to say thank you to you, mate. It's been, you know, for a couple of guys sitting down having a yarn, I feel as if I've had great fun doing it. But thanks for being such a good mate and, um, you know, really enjoyed it. We've got, what, 30-odd episodes down and – you know, Play more I, to come. I don't see us stopping, mate, so uh, watch out. And we should say a big thank you to our listeners oh, as well. No, 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 no. We're missing someone. Oh, Darcy. Darcy yeah, look, a big buddy, shout out to our def- amazing editor. And yeah. hopefully it keeps this in, our amazing editor, Darcy, who essentially – Takes out all our swear he words. Make, he makes us sound as good as we can, basically. <laughs> Which is a hard job. You know, when I start abusing presidents and stuff, he's like, Jeremy, you don't, you shouldn't be doing that. But Darcy, thanks so much. Thanks for your help, your guidance. You know, like there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that does go on and Darcy is, Darcy is the man. Uh, so big shout out to him. And yeah, obviously to our listeners, um, Helen Candy. Um, <laughs> thank you. But no, no, to all our listeners, thanks very much. We're, we've had a great time. And as I said, if you've got any uh, requests, please send them through. You've got my email address. It'll be uh, be in the show notes. Is on that it? note, I think we should wrap up. So again, on, on my, my personal, uh, I guess, message would be, look, Jeremy, we've had a blast. I've had so much fun talking to you, would you believe? But I've also had a blast talking to our various uh, guests. It's, it's been an absolute privilege to talk to no, our notice, how, notice how I say thank you and he can't even say thank you. I, I am it thanking did, you in my roundabout way, from the bottom of my big vegan heart. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for your and company. With, and with that, we're out. <laughs> See you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Ocean Protect podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us and what we do, check us out at oceanprotect.com.au.